This was only supposed to be a story about water. But in California, stories about water always end up being about money, power, and deception. It was June 2016, and I was new to California. I'd driven into Los Angeles just a month earlier from North Dakota with my two cats, cowboy boots, and a wedding dress. I'd been hired as the environment reporter at a public radio station. And the first assignment my new editor gave me was go cover the drought. We're in an historic drought. Governor Jerry Brown wants to cut the state's overall water usage by 20 It was the worst anyone could remember. Lakes were evaporating before our very eyes. Entire forests were dying and thousands of wells were running dry. We're standing on dry grass and we should be standing in five feet of snow. California owes its very existence to hubris, to the relentless battle we've waged for decades to make this desert our garden. But during the drought, people started to wonder if we were going to lose that battle. Maybe the California dream really was a mirage. This one town I'd never heard of, a Mojave Desert town called California City, it was wasting a ton of water. So I drove out there to figure out why. I had been expecting a small town, a small town with a bustling main street where you could drink a beer, get a haircut, and buy a shovel all on the same block. But California City, it wasn't like that. It was a quiet, sprawling, uneasy place. It's the third largest city in the state, but with only about 14,000 people. It's just massive, the amount of land that's out here. And the roads, just, there's so many roads on every single direction. They're all leading to nothing. It turned out that California City was haunted. Haunted by the decision of one man more than 60 years ago to build a city for half a million people way out here in the desert. That man's name was Nat Mendelson. Nat believed with all his heart that God gave him the vision for the city. He bought the land. He built the roads, the water lines. He built an airport and a lake. He was a dreamer, but he made dreamers of us all in the beginning. He, we caught, he lit our torch. <laughs> He hired thousands of salesmen to sell his vision. Hey, listen, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. That's what sales are about. They sold land to tens of thousands of people. We thought it was the golden opportunity and we're going to make millions off of it. But most of those people never moved to California City. And a lot of them came to think they'd been deceived. It was a scam. I mean, it was a scam and I bet. And now the water lines that Nat Mendelssohn had built were rusting and leaking. That's why California City was wasting so much water. But I learned something else on that first trip to California City. Something I really didn't expect at all. 
I learned that salespeople were still selling a version of Nat Mendelssohn's dream. The idea that this place was gonna boom one day, and if you bought land now, you'd get rich. I learned that these salespeople, they targeted a very specific group of people. You know what, we are immigrants. We thought in America, we cannot imagine this happened to us. So they kind of marketed to a, I guess, a vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable group of people. I have a plan for that money to open a food truck business, but I feel like I lose hope. My dream is not gonna happen anymore. I would spend the next three years trying to figure out exactly what had happened in California City. What had gone wrong? And along the way, I would meet a saleswoman so shrewd, people called her the Barracuda. I'd meet a former prosecutor who later murdered his wife. A retired police chief who quietly decided not to investigate an open secret in his own town. An immigrant who spent his life savings on a dream. A dream he realized was too good to be true. And I would meet the government officials trying to stop this once and for all. I'm Emily Guerin. From LA Studios, this is California City, the dark side of the American dream. A story of money, power, and deception. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. 